0: We are recording. Wow. I know. It feels good. Doesn't it feel good?
1: (laughs) I can't believe I've gone so long without having my words recorded. They've just been slipping (laughs) away into the void like tears in the rain.
0: My strategy is just to not speak and like bottle it all up.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Save it for the pod.
0: And we've, listeners. We've saved it. We've saved it for you.
1: We've been rhetorically edging ourselves.
0: I'm wearing my silver ring and I'm about to take it off. Your purity ring? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Michael. Yes. Hi, how are you?
0: I am. Gotcha. <laughs> you did. You did well. Let me tell you. I wanted to say that I've walked in her shoes.
1: In what sense?
0: You know how, like when maybe I say something provocative, and like someone says, uh, "You don't know what it's like." You should like take a walk in, in her shoes, like because you're sure. like a guy. Uh-huh. Well, I've I've taken a walk in her shoes. In what sense? I've uh, I've uh, I've taken I've taken the little a lady pill. I've taken a lady pill.
1: You heard it here first, everyone.
0: Now that I'm officially a woman.
1: you know it's not that bad i don't know what you guys have been complaining about oh my
0: gosh silly no i'm on day like four or five wow mazel tov how's it feel have you cried yet um you will how long does it take to start noticing anything
1: i don't know longer than longer than you want is how i remember it
0: All right, well, I feel soreness in my chest, but maybe Uh that's because I've been eating really poorly. It's because you're heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. I have felt wistful about my parents and my brother. Yeah. But honestly, guys, I, I often feel very wistful about it's everything true. you're so. just
1: naturally wistful
0: i've definitely noticed my spatial reasoning skills are plummeting
1: yeah your ability to do math is just tanking it's just
0: tanking and i feel a lot more hysterical welcome
1: to the club girl i know it's so great <laughs> ladies in the ladies house doing a ladies podcast
0: it was really great like to metaphysically transform into a woman like the right. moment that right little pill
1: because you believe in the doctrine of trans Substantiation Yes, exactly
0: So that's cool I have a box here A package that I got From everyone's favorite Daddy Dom Uh, Amazon Jeffrey Jeffrey Open it Let's see what Jeffrey sent me Unbox it Okay Here we go Uh Wow
1: Bad knife Bad knife safety practices Michael
0: I I know I know I'm a girl I don't know better
1: Oh my god
0: Um, let's see Let's see
1: Um, I'm seeing Lube Mm Mm-hmm Sliquid liquid like, um i don't know what's in here I have,
0: oh this is floss
1: um more lube wow of several varieties of lube some weird old-timey razors yep whatever this is
0: those are french curves for making clothing with
1: what is a french curve it's for like
0: doing curves it's for drawing curves
1: wow well they're very cool looking yeah some kind of weird plastic patterning tool hmm a tape measure
0: uh that's it
1: wow michael a thrilling unboxing i
0: know i know so all in all a pretty eventful week for me hava how are you
1: um well baruch hashem i am pretty well i've been teaching a lot this month i have a really full teaching schedule so i'm really exhausted all the time but on the plus side i've been spending a lot of time at my best friend's house who i'm in a pod with that's been really comforting. Like a
0: COVID pod. A
1: COVID pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A literal alien like birth pod. Oh, nice. So that's been chill as hell. I got some random writing gigs this week. I'm writing an article about a bad episode of TV, which is really fun for me. I feel very millennial.
0: I read it pretty good. It was good, right? Sassy.
1: Yeah. You'll have to watch the episode. You can see how bad it was.
0: I wonder if I will uh, be as perturbed by it.
1: I don't feel like it honestly, like, triggered fury in me. I just watched it and I was like, this is garbage. Like, this is bleh, you know? I see, okay. I wasn't like, I'm so upset about representation. I was just like, this is just bleh. Yeah, yeah. It was hard for me to sit through. Yeah, so I got some random writing gigs and that's really chill. My plants are doing really well. I'm really proud of them. Some important houseplants of mine are putting out new leaves which i love
0: are they developing buds no okay
1: i'm gonna cut that off right now (laughs) nip it in the bud if you will and a really great zelda game is coming out this weekend that i'm really excited for
0: okay okay
1: um what else is going on with me i feel like i don't know like a lot and also nothing just like i i mean the election happened whatever to that um, I've just been sort of like sitting in my room all the time, feeling anxious and crocheting.
0: You know what's good though, there was no Russian interference this time.
1: I feel like I don't even know what to say to that. I have so little concept of what's real in the realm of the political.
0: I'm just being snarky. If he had lost, then there would have been Russian oh,
1: interference. Oh, I see. I mean you are causing Russian interference in this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is definitely <laughs> true. you are
1: the only Russian interference I need.
0: Well, something that's happening to me, I'm very close to getting a blue rose in Animal Crossing.
1: I'm very happy for you. Oh, I'm just looking at this little dresser. Do you want it? I don't know. It's green. It's beautiful.
0: It's a great color. I know. It's more beautiful than it is practical. So you'll love it. Just like me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So overall, I feel like I've been doing pretty well. Just doing my best like everyone else to get through this. Mm -hmm. moment have you
0: had any particularly gay things happen to you this week any particularly
1: gay things uh yesterday so one of my best friends my best friend's wife she's doing a photo shoot today as mrs piggy ms piggy i suppose it's not mrs piggy ms piggy and all yesterday we spent A bunch of time watching like technical breakdowns of how to properly imitate miss piggy's voice and just like doing miss piggy imitations all over the house and that felt really gay to me wow yeah wow and helping her like try on miss piggy outfits and stuff like that
0: that is so gay it makes me uncomfortable
1: (laughs) (laughs) good as it should so that was like super fun I loved that, and uh, yeah, just I've just continued to exist, which is very gay.
0: True, that's nice. Uh, do we have any podcast news?
1: Any podcast news? Well...
0: Soon we're going to have a little website. We're
1: going to have a little website where you can bring us questions.
0: You can anonymously submit on the little website a question. Mm-hmm. I think that might be uh, easier, perhaps, for the coy and the shy out mm-hmm. there. The elusive. You know, you can give us your moniker, give us your subject, give us your question, and mm-hmm. it'll go straight I'm to excited our... for that. But, you know, in the meantime... Hava, give him the number.
1: In the meantime... Lovers, you can call the Talmud hotline at Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm 401-484-1619. We're waiting to hear from you. Yep. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so should we get into some Talmud?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We got a text on the Talmud hotline from CK asking us what the Talmud had to say about police and abolition, which is very, you know, topical. Defund the police has been... Getting a lot of mainstream press this year, and also with the election and everything, it's very topical. And I luckily just found a really good and interesting sugya about abolition. Probably the best
0: one i found about abolition so far. First question I have, before we even answer the question, is... Is there an equivalent concept of abolition and chattel slavery during this time? And is there an equivalent concept of police?
1: I would say no, there's probably not an equivalent concept. I'm talking a little bit out of pocket here, so if I'm wrong, please correct me, and I'm sorry, but my sense is that chattel slavery was a unique consequence of the forces of colonization. So there was slavery in Tanakh times, but it was... Not the same to the kind of slavery that was instrumental in building America and, you know, being a truly horrible genocide. So today I'm going to be bringing us a Sugya from Sanhedrin 98a, which we've talked about this before. Sanhedrin is a masecha that deals mostly with rabbinical court issues, but right, 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 goes all over the place. And this is from page 98a. Rabbi Simlai said in the name of Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Shimon. There won't be a son of David, which is sort of like a euphemism for Mashiach. There won't be the Messiah until all of the judges and the officers are disbanded from Israel from the Jewish people, I assume.
0: Interesting.
1: The basic point here is that a precondition of the Messiah arriving, according to Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon, is that at some point we would need to abolish all judges and officers.
0: Are they saying that they need to abolish them or they just need to not exist anymore? And It's unclear how that goes about happening.
1: Can you tell me a situation in which judges and officers would not exist
0: without being abolished? Say the Messiah in order for Mr. Messiah,
1: Mm -hmm, or Ms.
0: or Mix, Messiah to come down, Uh first Hashem somehow magically in a preparatory state. So
1: Hashem would abolish them.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay, well, I feel like that's still abolition. Okay. The point here that I'm trying to get across is seemingly abolition, whether supernatural or Mm man-made, is a necessary precondition of the Messianic Age.
0: Am I right in remembering that In other places in Tanakh, it says that you need to make courts. It's people's responsibility to make courts.
1: Yeah, that's in fact one of the seven Noahid laws that... For
0: non-Jews. Yeah, exactly. What about for Jews? Do Jews need to make courts? Yeah, Jews
1: definitely need to make courts, according to Tanakh.
0: So, like, we're demanded to make courts, and then these things are going to, to be abolished prior to the Messiah.
1: Right. You might even think that it's sort of like a particular... Flavor of Marxist approach to history, you know, that sort of like the capitalistic society is sort of just a phase we have to move through on the way to communist society.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. You
1: know, and maybe just the courts are like a phase that the world has to move
0: through. I like to think of it as this implies or could imply... The fallibility of humans, that there is no such thing as a perfect human, Mm -hmm. that there's no such thing as a a perfect human system that can actually be truly just.
1: Sure. And it only justice can only exist in the sort of like supernatural messianic zone. I mean, justice, perfected justice. Something I want to also, there's a little more that I want to bring in because they bring a verse from Tanakh as their proof for this, and what they say is, They bring this verse from Isaiah... 23, I think, that says, And I will turn my hand against you and purge away your dross as with lie, and I will restore your judges as at the first. I think the way they're using this proof text is basically to say, Because there's a prophecy that the judges will be restored, Mm -hmm. a necessary precondition must be that the judges must not be present. And since the writer of this piece of Talmud knows that judges are currently present,
0: Right. Therefore, in the
1: future, there must be some time where judges and officers are not present.
0: Oh, well, that kind of cuts my theory in half. Because then maybe it's like, there needs to be a bad time before the Messiah comes.
1: It's sort of interesting, like, that's a very apocalyptic yeah. idea. And that kind of apocalyptic theology, it doesn't appear very much in Judaism today. But at the time of the rabbis of the Talmud, it was actually really popular. The apocalyptic literature was really poppin' during the Mishnaic era, and then we just sort of decided not to include it in our version of the Tanakh, except yeah. for, like, Daniel. So it makes sense that they might have been exposed to that apocalyptic ideology. Also, a point that I think is sort of interesting to draw our attention to is that the word that's used here for officers is shoterim. The root, which is shin, tet, resh shtar, is related to the word for contracts. So it, it, it sort of brings to me this interesting etymological connection that like the officer is like the person who enforces contracts like an agent of contracts in the same sense that like police officers today enforce the capitalistic social contract they like protect property and perpetuate slavery
0: perpetuate slavery tell me more
1: well because prison is how slavery was forwarded oh right right, right. okay right okay. that's what you're after its to. supposed abolition and so they perpetuate that quote contract At the state in a way has a non-consensual contract with all of us that the state has control of violence and power and we to a greater or le- much lesser extent are p- quote protected by the state
0: which is why we should have citizen elected boards that uh, pick people who enforce laws.
1: Are you making a joke about police reform
0: (laughs) right Uh, now? Or is that genuinely your policy proposal? Well, it's one of the things that I would be pro. Got uh, it.
1: I don't feel super versed in what our alternatives to police would look like. Yeah. From a brass tacks perspective.
0: Yeah, don't ask us. There's other people who know more than us.
1: There's much wiser people who have policy proposals for a post-police world. Wow. That was some beautiful alliteration oh, it
0: was good just know that hashem agrees with them
1: yes hashem is pro abolishing i think the hard thing for me about the sugya is that implies that the judges are going to come back right yeah, hashem yeah. is going to restore the judges so the phrase we have is that hashem will restore the judges as at first
0: as at first yeah, yeah.
1: and to me that's like invoking this mythological time when perfect justice did exist.
0: Right, right.
1: And so it's still sort of like, I will restore your judges as they were in the time when perfect justice was practiced, which is fundamentally unimaginable to us.
0: Maybe from the perspective of like the Taneitic rabbis, they're referring to judges like the books of judges. They were like truly awesome and knew how to rock Yeah, it.
1: I mean, they're definitely referring to mythological judges. They're not referring to like, oh, yes, like three years ago we had Judge Yossi and he was super awesome. That's yeah. probably who Hashem is talking about. Right, right, right. They're thinking like in mythological times, we had these sort of superhuman leaders that we no longer have
0: if there were judges in our court system that had a literal communicative connection with uh, the divine i'd be into that
1: i mean everything about the court system would have to be changed prison would have to be abolished
0: that judge might be really cool maybe maybe maybe. i don't know if they
1: were as hot as samson oh yeah (laughs) so yeah it's just really interesting so this is my favorite sugya about abolition now because it's the one that most explicitly says that abolition is necessary. It doesn't give us a clear idea of what will come after abolition, but it does give us the clear instruction that abolition is a necessary prerequisite to a just world, which I think it's sometimes the same way we have to engage with issues today. I don't know the exact policies of the society that I want, but that doesn't preclude me from saying no to what currently exists.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: The urge to destroy is a creative urge, too, as they say.
0: So, listeners, go out there. Break things.
1: Yeah. Ha ha ha. JK.
0: JK, don't break things. Of
1: course, this is just a joke. Don't throw a a window at Starbucks.
0: Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do that.
1: That would be so bad.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oh.
1: sexy. <laughs> and bad.
0: I'm thirsty. I know. Uh, thirsty yet salty. A paradox. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that was neat. Yeah. I'm into it.
1: That was a cute little epi. Listeners, we have some more listener questions. I think I'm going to go in and hint to you that we're going to do a series about Shabbatai V <gasps> which I'm incredibly excited about, but we're trying to do a bunch of research before we get started. <sighs> research, research yeah we're thinking about starting another podcast big things happening i'm recruiting more guests you haven't heard from before
0: we have personal drama that we're gonna share next week with you it's yeah. gonna be d- fucking delicious. there's all kinds
1: of great stuff coming down the pipeline
0: and we're gonna release some uh patron only content yeah later this month
1: but for now all you need to know is that abolition is necessary for mashiach to come mm-hmm. we love you we're thinking of you
0: Yes and yes, and we will talk
1: to you next week. Shavuto, my Shavuotov. babes.
0: Bye. Bye.